Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know, I'm the kind of guy, I guess I said, I'm real proud of my sport. That's the first thing I want to say for 16 years. Probably kept me out of jail when I was a kid. And the WWF has done more for me than uh, anything in the world. But I've made a decision. I'm in the peak. Of course, I'm in the peak of my career. But I'm going to Hollywood and I'm going out, man. I'm going to give it 110%. Uh, Anytime I ever fought, I gave 110%. And sometimes you guys chucking eggs at me. And, and sometimes, uh, sometimes you weren't. Sometimes you're chucking roses. Didn't matter to me. I, I give 110% then, and, and I give 110% at anything I do. And, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to give it a try, man. I'm kind of a gutsy guy. We're, we're proud of you, Roddy. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. All out of public. And I know who you are because your name's written on the back of the chair, and I'm assuming that that's there so you don't get lost. If, if the questions are too hard for you, I will try to bring them down a little so you can understand. I understand big body, little tiny, weeny brain. I, see, I ain't never had no friends in my whole life. I'm like a fancy wrestler. Nobody likes me, and I don't care. That's a problem. You think you know, Mr. T? You come out with this kill song, trying to make fun of me, and never once, never once in my life have I painted myself black and shaved my head trying to look like you. I'm talking to Cindy Lauper. I'm going over there. Hello, darling. No, I won't have a date with you. I'm sorry you have beer on your breath. And she's going to... She's a woman. She's a woman in the but ring. But she's a woman. I'll tell you something. If you slap me, I'll knock you off. What is the future of for rock and roll and the wrestling connection? First of all, it's garbage. It don't belong in the same category. I don't want these skinny little cakes around me, man. I'm a man. I'm a true man. What is the future of it? The future of professional wrestling is me. The future of rock and roll is down the toilet. <laughs> I hate all of you. And the best part about it is I get to pay you all back in one single night. I don't even have to meet you one-on-one. <laughs> Let's put it this way. Let's take a look at you. Here you are. You shake your head on both sides. See guys here orange. What you're doing is you're supporting all these wonderful children. In my house, the they look up to you, but you looking like that, we're with all you. The children of American today must be sick to look at some of We don't want to call you guys any trouble because we know how intelligent you are. You're a very ugly person. You're really a very stupid. I am very handsome. You really are a very stupid person, huh? You know, you couldn't get a bag with a $100 bill on your forehead. You do not throw rocks at a man who's got a machine gun. With a heavy heart, we welcome you to yet another edition of the Wrestling Outsiders podcast. I am your host, Emerson Whitner. I am joined on the other end of the line by my co-host and my brother, Brian Whitner. Brian, how are you doing this evening? Oh, I have a heavy heart too, dear brother of mine, but the show must go on and show it well. Yep, and unfortunately this is the second time in six weeks that we've been doing a tribute show. 
Uh, first one, obviously, to Dusty Rhodes and out of Roddy. Um, and, you know, Roddy had some problems a few, actually the past few weeks with his podcast with Steve Austin. I wouldn't open up that stuff, but he's been in the news the last few weeks, and then suddenly this happened. Um, it was a shock, to say the least. Yes, but the great thing is, though, just like Dusty, he didn't die of something stupid like a drug overdose or, you know, a heart attack, really, steroids. He just died of natural causes, so that's the well, one good thing I came out of. It was it a was heart the, attack, but what's the steroid cause heart attack or like a drug overdose heart attack or something like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, actually, you know, to... Uh, Keep things in perspective here. He actually, in 2003, in an interview with Real Sports, he predicted that he was not going to live to be 65. How old was he? 62, wasn't he? 61. 61. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Roddy, um, you know, this oh, oh, just say here, the sports entertainment world lost one of its best yesterday. Rowdy Roddy Piper is the true definition of a sports entertainer. Did he have great matches? Sure, he had a few. But everyone will always remember his magnetic and flamboyant personality. One of the best talkers of all time. And yeah. perhaps there was, no, there was no better person to be that top heel on the other side of the ring of Hulk Hogan in the build to WrestleMania 1. No, nope. uh, no one. One of the greatest villains, if not the greatest villain of all time, definitely of the eighties, the mm-hmm. early to many. Now Hogan and Hogan and Piper will always argued over who drew the first WrestleMania, and the argument was: Did people pay to see Hogan, or did they pay to see Hogan kick Roddy Piper's ass? Either way, no matter which side you fall on. The entire year build of Piper as a heel before that first WrestleMania was nothing short of phenomenal and something that, because of how the wrestling business has changed, probably can't be repeated today. No. Wrestling's changed so much, it won't be the same. Uh, He is, of course, a former WWE Intercontinental Champion. He was a three-time Mid-Atlantic Heavyweight Champion he was Mid-Atlantic Tag Team Champion with Big John Studd, a two-time Mid-Atlantic TV Champion, a three-time United States Champion most recently in 1999, and then when he returned to WWE, he was voted in to win the World Tag Team Titles with Ric Flair in 2006 at a Cyber Sunday show. Uh, he was a cancer survivor. Uh, the father of four children, a grandfather to one, married to the same woman his entire adult life. Um, How did you remember his face? What was like, that? Like that as old as Piper. How many wrestlers can say that? That they've been married to the same person their entire adult life? Yeah. Not many. Not too many, no. Um, the one that wasn't the wrestling business at all. Yeah, correctly if I'm wrong. What was that? 
I, I said, correct me if I'm wrong, especially one that hasn't been, that was never in the wrestling business. Yeah, it's, uh, this, it's a tough business to be uh, married in, but somehow they uh, got away with it. Somehow they pulled it off. Um, yeah. He is a member, he is a member of the WWE Hall of Fame, class of 2005, the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame, class of 2007, the inaugural class of the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. Um, the famous story, of course, was his first match ever against Larry Hennig, where the bell rang, Larry Hennig dropped him on his head and pinned him in 10 seconds. They got paid $25 to do that. Um, he was an actor in a plethora of C-level movies, the most famous being They Live and Hell Comes to Frogtown. He also had appearances in TV shows such as Walker, Texas Ranger, The Love Boat, The Outer Limits, Cold Case, Storage Wars. Um, he was a recurring character on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and he was the host of Season 2 of World of Hurt. Um Ironically, you know, Brian, back in 1984, Vince hired him to be a manager because he thought he was too small to be a serious wrestler. Well, is Vince wrong again? Yes, he was. Now, um, UFC 190 begins at 10 o'clock. Ronda Rousey defending the uh, UFC women's bantamweight title against Beth Correa. Ronda Rousey, of course, using the nickname Rowdy after Roddy Piper, and she's dedicating her fight tonight to Roddy Piper. So pretty much Rousey wins, I'm going to say, in two rounds. Oh, pff. you're expecting too much of her to last two, of Beth Korea to last she's, two rounds. I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that is too much, I know. But, yeah, I, I pity the girl she is facing tonight because she's going to get her last two like fights. Governor Mule. Her last two fights went a combined 24 seconds, Brian. You can't... Uh, yeah, uh, sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, also, Piper um, appeared in mostly wrestling at these shows. At WrestleMania's 1, 2, 3, 6, 8, 10, 11, 12, 21. And he wrestled at WrestleMania 25 against Chris Jericho. Um he appeared at Starcade, or he wrestled at Starcades '83 and '96. He appeared at the end of Starcade '99, when Vince Russo did the Montreal screw job and had Roddy Piper playing Earl Hebner. And he was also in TNA a couple times, last refereeing a match between Jeff Hardy and Scott Hall at Final Resolution 2005. So Roddy, even after the territory. Air- Days ended. He got all over the place. Um, yeah. And honestly, after your Hogan's and Savages and uh, Andres, he's probably in that. He in fact he is in that next tier of most notable, most remembered, most known wrestlers. Yes. Yeah. That's true. Uh, I agree with you on that one. Um. So. Brian, um, you know, you want to share some uh, some uh, memories of Roddy, some of your favorite career moments. And by the uh-huh. way, I know no one, I know no one ever calls into this show, but if you're listening and you do want to call in, seven one eight seven six six four eight eight six. Though I have no idea how long we're going to be here, but you know, if you're still listening to the sounds of my voice, give us a call. 
Yes, or even mine, because, you know, I occasionally do speak once in a while. Um, Ryan talks when I finally shut up. Yes, which is very rare, but, you know, I do have my uh, I do have my excellent opinion needed segment that you can be heard every regular episode of the Wrestling Outsiders podcast. Um, okay. That's not one of those regular episodes, so, yeah. However, Brian, speak. Um, Piper, where can I begin? This classic WrestleMania main event, the first one with Cowboy Bob and Cole Orndorff. Um, WrestleMania 2 with him and Mr. T. And a boxer versus wrestling match. It was one of the boxing match, I guess, per se. But Piper made it into a wrestling match. His quote-unquote retirement match at WrestleMania 3 versus Adrian Adonis. Um, where, where else? I mean... I mean, my, my all-time classic Piper memory was the 92 Rumble with Bobby the Brain Heenan. You know, I, I think we've played that a plethora of times on this podcast. Piper comes out, beats everyone up. Heenan praises him, and then he goes after Flair, and instantly Heenan turns on him. So that's, that's my favorite Piper moment. You no good freak. You skirt-wearing freak. It's not a kilt. It's a skirt. <laughs> Yes, that that was by far my favorite. And like the late 90s Piper, I wasn't really a huge fan of. I mean, WCW's just brought him in, I think, for the ratings to see what they can do. So, I'm not, I wasn't a huge fan of that, Piper, that version of Piper. So, I mean, all the classic Piper's pit segments. The last one with Russo and Lana. Uh, Jimmy Snook again, Tractor with Heads of Coconuts. The famous Andre Hogan one. There's so many memories of Piper. It's unbelievable. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, I think of, you know, one of my favorite Roddy Piper matches um, would actually be the collar match with Greg Valentine from Star Arcade 83. Um, yep. And I remember when we first saw that, you know, I was probably eight or nine years old, so this is 92, 93-ish. And it was so different from everything that was on wrestling then. I just remember watching that match a lot and just like, it was so brutal and so violent, so bloody and just an amazing sight, you know. And I just always remember that match and allegedly, you know, Piper lost hearing in his ear from those two hitting each other nonstop uh, during it. And, yeah. you know, then you get, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, he's famous for is that he d- he refused to do a job from 1985 to 1992. He did not lay down one time and let his shoulders be pinned, which, you know, was part of the reason why Bad News Brown hated him, because... Bad News Brown was the full-time heel, while Piper was the sometimes there, sometimes not babyface, and Piper refused to lose to him. Uh, and actually, you know, Piper, he got the uh, Intercontinental title uh, only because Vince told him he'd only get it if he agreed to have his shoulders put down by Bret Hart. Yeah. And that was the story of that. And, you know, the way he said it, you know, it was true that, you know, they wanted him first just to lose to Hogan and whatever in their first big match. 
but he realized if he does that, he's just the heel of the month, and they're just going to move on to the next person. So mm-hmm. he got himself as hot as hell and realized he was irreplaceable. Like, Orndorff did the job at WrestleMania because uh, Piper was, wasn't going to, and the heels weren't going to win. So Orndorff no. got to complain and moan because, well, he's the one that had to lose. <laughs> Poor Mr. Wonderful. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do though. Yep. That's his business. Um and you know also uh he took part in a famous angle when he was a uh color commentator with Gordon Soley. Uh Don Morocco uh was be- was not beating on Gordon, but he was uh you know, telling off Gordon, getting in Gordon's face, et cetera, et cetera. And then Piper turned babyface by kicking the crap out of him. Attaboy, Piper. Yeah. It's Gordon frickin' solely. Come on now. Be nice to the poor guy. Um, he also put out a book in 2002. I remember because he bought that for me for Christmas that year. Uh, in the Pit with Piper. And I'll never forget it just because, as stupid as this sounds, was that was a present book- for me. I know. Now, that was the book that made me lose respect for wrestling books because Piper kept going on and on that he would never go back to WWE and ask Vince McMahon for a paycheck. He'd never be put in a situation where he'd have to take something as degrading as a stink face. And he was so passionate about his convictions. And not even three months later, there he is at WrestleMania back in the ring with Hogan and Vince, and a month later, he's in a feud with Rikishi. And I'm just like, all right then. (laughs) Go figure. Um, He did uh, go onto a TNA pay-per-view once and accused Vince Russo of killing Owen Hart, which, you know. Yeah. Talking about your uncomfortable moments. Yeah. And... Yeah, he uh, really was, you know, just one of the most memorable people ever. He's He had a real-life feud with Mr. T, and that's part of what made it even better because, you know, him and T were constantly at each other's throats, and they really did hate each other. <laughs> and, Over uh, what? Just... Piper hated T because he was a celebrity coming in to get the spotlight. And, uh, you know, T hated him because of all the crap Piper was saying about him. I thought you were going to say that Piper didn't love his mama. No, no, no. And actually, (laughs) the WrestleMania 2 boxing match, they were so afraid that Piper was going to expose Mr. T that they made uh, Piper make a fist with his hand before they taped it up and put it in the gloves. So, oh, like, yeah. And so, like, especially when you look at it, and he takes that bump through the ropes at one point. Like, he had mm. he has, was unable to grab anything to stop himself from flying out. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Piper's Pit, his first ever segment was with Frankie Williams, where he famously asked him, uh, you know, where are you from? And Frankie's like, I'm from Columbus, Ohio. And Piper's like, 
Oh, you are from a Columbus, Ohio. I've never lost in Columbus, Ohio. Have you ever lost in Columbus, Ohio? And he's like, yeah, I've lost a few times. And uh, Piper's was so wonderful. because like the whole po- – it would be two minutes long. Like that was like part of the beauty of it was like they almost never went more than two minutes. And he'd spend 90 seconds of it, you know, talking all this shit about the other person. And while they're getting pissed off, he's like, oh, I'm just here to talk. You're here to fight me, blah, 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 blah. And so <laughs> – and then, of course, you know, he'd then beat the crap out of them. One of my favorite Piper's Pits was uh, one of the first ones with Babyface Andre. And, uh, you know, of course he's going off to on Andre. In fact, it was part of that uh, tribute song I made at the beginning where he said to Andre, uh, you know, if these questions are too hard for you, tell me and I'll slow them down. Big body, itty-bitty brain. And Andre's just smiling at him like, I'm going to kick your ass, you skinny white boy. <laughs> and, and then... Uh, Andre finally gets sick of it, grabs him by his shirt and re- and lifts him up and he and he shakes Piper and blah 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 and then walks off and Piper, you know, if this was this day, Piper would have just left and made it look like a wimp. In nineteen eighty four, Piper then grabs the mic, and even though we all just saw him cower from Andre, he still grabs the mic and screams, You do not throw rocks at a man with a machine gun and you know, even though we all Anyone watching is like, you're a freaking nut. You can't fight Andre the Giant. You know, he oh, didn't no. play it off like he was a wimp and couldn't beat Andre the Giant. Yeah. Hmm. Um, of course, he went to WCW in 1996. Um, matches, of course, weren't you know very good. Of course, he's wrestling Hogan for the most part. Um, and, you know, helped pop some really good buy rates for the company at the time. And uh, he actually ended up suing WCW towards the end because he was owed like two or three more pay-per-view matches and they weren't using them because they were losing money hand over fist to begin with. And so they didn't want to bring him in, him in to pay him even more. Uh, that's mm. about the legal action. Like I said, uh, he did win the U.S. title from Bret Hart uh, just so he could lose it to Scott Hall like a week later. Um, he did a, a, actually a number of jobs in WCW, not like a whole lot, but, you know, he got pinned by Hogan and I'm sure, you know, it was the agreement that he'd beat Hogan first before, you know, but still yeah. he laid down for Hogan finally at, in February of 97, he lost to Kevin Nash, I believe he lost to Scott Hall. Uh, he lost to Bret Hart, just, you know, just a lot of, uh, not a lot of jobs, but still, he did a number of them over the years. But you know something, yeah, it was pretty was, much, like like I like I said before, WWE pretty much brought him in for a, a, a big payday. That was it. Yeah, that, hey, he that, that, moved he moved business at least at first. Yeah. yeah, you can argue whether or not he was worth it in '99, but then again, you can argue whether anyone was worth it in '99. Um, yeah, sorry, and he. And, you know, his last uh, feud there was with Buff Bagwell, of all people. Go figure. Yes. Um, and then Vince Russo made him the referee around the same time he made Jim Duggan the janitor. He went to WWE in 2003, like we mentioned, teamed up with Sean O'Hare. And, you know, ironically, I think that was the worst thing for Sean O'Hare because, 
who knows? Sean O'Hare may not have gotten over anyway, but it's like Sean yeah. O'Hare was so horribly overshadowed by Piper, it wasn't even funny. Yeah. Well, they, they did have they did form a decent tag team though. They they uh, almost won the tag title. Almost. Honestly, I think they would have, except that was the time when uh, the interview he did with Real Sports that was taped like a year before. Uh, that's when that came out, and he got fired because of it. The one where he talked about all the drug use and wrestling and all the deaths and all that happy horse shit. Hmm. Go figure. Uh, speaking of happy horse shit, I've got a uh, promo of Piper's to play. Let's play it now. The very controversial host of Piper's Pit, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah. Mr. Piper, I would stick around, yeah. but you're going to have to excuse me. I have to go to the men's room. I'll be right back. Thank you. Oh, going home? Oh, my goodness. That's fine. Cow Palace. You can go to the men's room in the Cow Palace. That's a wonderful name in San Francisco because the Cow Palace is someplace that I would be proud to call my home. A cow palace is someplace that I'd be proud to bring my gal. Because obviously, if you live in San Francisco and you are going out with gals, obviously they belong in the cow palace. I saw one, the only thing she was missing was antlers. She would have been in season jack, man. I saw her coming up to me asking me for a date. I said, Man, I'm hot rod. Are you kidding me? He said, Yeah, but aren't you the one that's going to fight Mr. Wonderful? Says, yeah, I'm going to fight Mr. Blunderful. He says, but aren't you the one that's going to fight him with all them wrestlers around the ring? He says, yeah, that's me. He says, don't you know what he's thinking? Of course. Yeah, yeah, I know what he's thinking. Absolutely nothing, man. When he's in a room alone, he is all alone. You see, you forget. I rode with him. I know what an idiot this guy is. I know his moves. Oh, yes, he's tough. I know he's tough. You think I ain't, man? I've been around. You know that. I've been there before. He's tough enough to go and bench press 500 pounds. Who really cares, man, huh? Your idea here of a wrestling match here, you got 12 wrestlers around the ring. You got dancing midgets and leathers. You got your own. You got everything that you've ever wanted in a match. You know why I signed this? Incidentally, it didn't take me two months to sign this match. No, 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 no. It didn't take me two months to make up my mind, brother. No, no, no. I said, you want me to fight somebody? I'll fight anybody. Who do you want? Just let me fight him. Orndorff says, well, I'm going to take my time. going to take me about two months, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do right now and go to the bathroom and think about it, and now I'm back. <laughs> right there. It's your idea of Orndorff's father. You see, that's going to happen after you fight me. There's going to be nothing left of you except for old and bald <laughs> and ugly. <laughs> you ain't going to be no hot rod. You're just going to be somebody that can't keep his bladder empty. <laughs> Thank you very much, Roddy Roddy Piper. Back in the Bay Area at the Cow Palace, Thursday night, October the 10th. Don't you dare. Right, I want to go to the Cow Palace Thursday night, October 10th, to see that uh, Lumberjack match. Oh, you get right on that, Emerson. I, I don't know uh, how good of a Lumberjack match it will be, but... Considering one of the yeah. participants have passed away? Yeah, yeah. And Orndorff, I don't think he's really in the best shape to wrestle. Are you sure? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was 1985. Um, I looked up to see when Thursday, October 10th would be. And I thought it was 86, but nope, 85. Mm. When, Go figure. When Piper was still heel. Um, so, yeah, 
What were some of your favorite matches, Brian? Uh, him and Brett from WrestleMania. That's that was always a classic one in my in my eyes. Um, uh-huh. I I enjoyed the WrestleMania one, the main event. Him and uh, Orndorff with Hogan and Mr. T. He's a fool. I mean, there's just so many matches that you can go through. I mean, the dog collar match, like you mentioned earlier, that was uh, high up there. I, I liked him in the War Games match in 98, the, most, the least talked about War Games match, just the crazy nut that he was running down there and doing his thing, just going after everyone. The worst so. War Games ever, Brian remembers that one. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's just, it was what it was. And uh, you know we'll have to do Starcade '83 one of these days, with uh, yeah, among other things, the collar match. Um, you know, then you know he came back in '96. The the last thing he did before he went to WCW, uh, he did the uh, Hollywood Backlot Brawl with Goldust, and that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, the whole thing, they taped that thing like two weeks ahead of time, too. The uh, the backlot brawl portion of it. And then they, quote-unquote, drove to the arena, which looks suspiciously like O.J. Simpson's stock footage. Um, mm. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, then they finished in the ring at the Arrowhead Pond. Pipe ripped Goldust clothes off. And, you know, I think that was technically the longest match in WrestleMania history, Brian. I mean, you could say that Bret Hart and Sean was at 61 minutes, but that match lasted like an hour and a half. What about the hardcore match for WrestleMania X8? Well, that was a series of matches. It wasn't. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Piper actually also came back for WrestleMania 30, where they did the uh, backstage thing with him, Orndorff, uh, Hogan, and Mr. T., I am pretty sure he was there this year in that group of former Intercontinental Champions doing the yes with Daniel Bryan. I could be wrong. I think I think, I think you're was, right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was in WrestleMania 23 as one of those people dancing. He was the referee of the Bret Hart-Bob Backlund submission match WrestleMania 11, uh, the referee for the main event of WrestleMania 10 with Bret and Yoko. Um, he... I don't know, just like it. He really is he one, of the, of one of the longest. He's one of the longest tenured wrestlers, just because you know he's like always there and always around, and just yeah. He was in all these different promotions. I think he even was in ROH for a little bit. Like I said, he did win uh, the world tag titles with uh, Ric Flair, but that was like. Right before he got diagnosed with cancer, uh, they mm. held the belt like they held the belt like I think eight days, maybe two weeks. I'm not sure. Um, and yeah, just a whole bunch of things. Oh yeah, of course he was in the 2008 Royal Rumble. Yeah, he made he made his first appearance. He got eliminated by Kane. <laughs> it, him and Snuka, and the entire ring yeah. stopped to watch them. Yep, <laughs> and then can't keep down. We'll need them both. Yes. 
Uh, let's see here. Of course, like I said, he competed at WrestleMania 25 in the three-on-one handicap match against Jericho with Snuka and Steamboat. Um, he, let's see here. He was part of a Raw in November 2009 that started with him challenging Vince McMahon to a street fight, but instead Randy Orton came down to kick his butt, but Kofi Kingston came down and did the dive off the stage onto Orton, which was later forgotten about because, you know, Kofi's main event run Kofi. got killed. Uh, he actually hit Zack Ryder with a coconut at our first WrestleMania, Brian. That's right. Yes. Um, I remember that briefly. And his last actual WWE match, uh, according to Wikipedia, and I'm sure this is it because I sure as hell couldn't think of a different one, uh, the June 13th, 2011 episode of Raw, uh, for some reason, both him and The Miz put up $5,000, and he won with interference by Alex Riley. I have no yeah, go figure. memory of that match at all. Do you? No, no. Um, he was, of course, a member of the one and only season of Legends House. Um, <laughs> that, that show was horrible, by that. the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, it's... Piper... I don't know if he lived the gimmick or he just was really crazy, but you know that's hard to explain. That's hard, you know. Like Hall of Fame ceremonies is usually pretty calm, but that thing and everyone is. So, do you think like it's kind of surprising WWE never really tried to use him as a coach? Like they had him under yeah. Legends contract forever, uh, but like they never used him down to NXT to teach these kids how to cut promos. Uh, but, I mean, like, yeah, they had Dusty and they had a few others there to teach promos. But, you know, like, Piper brought something different than Dusty. Like, and something different than an Arn Anderson promo or a Ric Flair promo. Piper, like, they were, like the promos these days all sound exactly the same. Everyone has the yeah. same inflections. Everyone speaks the same. Like, you go back to the 1980s, and Roddy Piper, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, Arn Anderson, Dusty Rhodes could all be handed the same exact promo and the same exact thing word for word, and all five of them would have done it in five different ways, and you never would have realized it was the same promo. No. Hmm. So, unfortunately, you know, I'm sure this isn't going to be our last tribute show. Hopefully it's the last one for a while, Brian. I honestly, these are really depressing. Like, I remember at first, like I said, for, like, our one-year show, we should have done, like, a, a remembrance show or something like this. And you just said, no, it would be too sad. And, like, I argued with you for it. But, yeah, these really suck. <laughs> See? Told you. Tribute shows suck. But, you know. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. I guess we're going to start to wrap things up here. Brian, have anything else you want to say? No, just, uh, you know, the condolences go out to his family. The wrestling the wrestling world, like I said a couple weeks ago, really lost someone special. And it, it really is, it sucks. But, I mean, it happens. So, you got to remember him and move on. 
Uh, Rick Flair was uh, actually near uh, near me. He was in Fall River um, at a, uh, a top rope promotion show last night, actually, when the news broke. And, you know, yeah. I heard he completely lost it, like, uh, understandably. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I guess, you know, we're going to be back on Wednesday with, you know, the Battle of January 24th, 1988 with Bunkhouse Stampede and with Royal Rumble. And trust me, for those of you who listened to the Wednesday show, that ending was on purpose. We'll talk about it Wednesday. Um, But, you know, um, you might have heard uh, a song in the background of my tribute uh, to Piper that I really enjoyed, you know, it was a song I think was made for Roddy Piper with Roddy Piper in mind. And so with that, we're going to end the show playing that song. Uh, we're going to say good night. We'll see everyone on Wednesday and God bless. Good night. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.